Welcome to the Pretty Healthy Family Podcast. We're passionate about helping you restore your metabolism for confidence, energy, and fat loss without giving up the foods you love. We're your hosts, Josh and Brittany. Listen for simple, easy-to-follow tips and strategies that you can start implementing today to get long-term results. We're so glad you're here. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Today, we are going to be talking about five tips to slim down by summer. Yeah, it's the weather's getting a little bit warmer. And so a lot of us, I know for myself, I'm thinking about being on the beach, being in less clothing. Um, So (laughs) a lot of that comes down to uh, trying to see how I can get a little bit slimmer Mm -hmm. in summer. So uh, I felt like a good way to start with this is who is this for? Who is this not for? Mm -hmm. That's a good way to start. Yeah. And and we, we say this because our whole idea behind health is sustainable health. Let's have our not only the inside or the outside, the aesthetics look great, but also the inside. So all my hormones are functioning properly. All my, mm-hmm. my, my systems are functioning optimally. And then as a result, my exterior will reflect that awesome feeling that I'm feeling on the inside. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that, what are some people that may say, I want to slim down by summer, but then you'd say, hold up. Let's let's do a little bit more work on the inside before we start focusing on the outside. If you're someone who has been inclined to just jump on the latest diet trend out there, then it's going to be helpful to probably not try to slim down by summer. Um, that's not to say that you can't make a few little tweaks and start to make those lifestyle changes, but you should probably start thinking about the bigger picture and what's going on in your head, some mindset things first before trying to slim down by X date or because you have a vacation coming up and you want to instantly go on a diet. If that's your mentality, then you probably want to think twice twice before doing so. Yeah. So the relationship you have with food is just so important and your relationship with your weight and how your overall health mm-hmm. is very important. Um, in addition, if you're the type of person that has been in this calorie deficit for six months, nine months, six years, which we see mm. with some clients. Yeah, it happens. We do want to let's use caution when going into a slim down by summer type of program because there's just concern that your hormones aren't functioning optimally as a result of this long period of time you've been in that calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. Anytime you consider going into a calorie deficit, it's so important to make sure that your hormones are already are functioning properly, that you already are in a good mental state, that you actually already feel good before going into that fat loss phase, because otherwise it's probably not going to set you up for success in the long run. Yeah. So um, if I look at where I've been over the past, let's say four to six months, I've been trying to eat in a little bit of an excess or a little bit of a surplus mm-hmm. to gain some muscle. So I've switched from maintenance calories to a surplus, back to maintenance, back to a surplus, just to try to gain muscle because that was my focus over the winter months when I can wear sweatshirts, baggy clothes, <laughs> and I wasn't walking around in a swimsuit. Um, so what is the first thing that I should focus on going from a surplus maintenance or focus on strength to now wanting to slim down by summer? The first thing that's going to be helpful is a calorie deficit. 
I mean, it's time. If you want to slim down, the only way to lose fat is to cut your calories. So we're looking at maybe 10% off of what you eat to maintain your current body. Yeah, so my maintenance seems to be around 3,000 calories. And so 10% is only 300 calories, which doesn't seem like a lot. We we, we joked around earlier in the week that um, we made some muffins and we felt like it needed a little bit of a crunch. So let's add in a couple nuts or things like that in yeah. it. And then we saw that these muffins, which were 300 calories, jumped to 500 calories. <laughs> um, so 300 calories doesn't seem like a lot. How is that going to be effective to get me the results by summer? 300 calories may not seem like a lot, which is a good thing because if you're only deducting 300 calories from your maintenance, then you are able to continue to do so over an extended period of time. And that's the key to ultimately seeing results. So if you were to say, okay, I'm going to cut 800 calories and I'm going to do that every single day, you're going to be so hungry and so miserable. Your sleep's going to suffer. Your hormones might end up suffering. And then ultimately you might end up on the weekends when you're out with your friends, you would just end up binging or say, oh man, I'm stressed out. I need a drink. And then it's just all downhill from there. So the key is just keeping it at that 10% and you are more likely to be consistent over time, which is what's going to help you be successful in the long run. Yeah. I really like that. So it's using a small 10% calorie deficit because the goal is still sustainability over time. Um, with a 10% calorie deficit, what are some expectations around maybe every week or every month in terms of pounds lost? Like what should I be looking for and what's realistic in if I say slim down by summer, that's taking maybe the spring season. So let's say three months. What's realistic in terms of pounds lost by summer? I think around one pound per week is probably the max amount that anyone should try to aim for in order for it to be realistic. And you have to think about it very lightly because it may not reflect on the scale. You may be putting on muscle at the same time. So it may not look like a full pound per week when you're actually losing maybe a pound of fat, but you're replacing it with muscle. So the scale may stay the same, but your body transforms in a way. Yeah. And, and how much you're drinking in terms of water mm-hmm. and how much water you're retaining is going to fluctuate. Um, how many times a week should I be weighing myself to see if I'm tracking at that one pound a week? one pound a week weight. That very much depends on person to person. Uh, If you are someone who's very comfortable with a scale, then we actually recommend that you weigh yourself multiple times per week and take an average just because it can fluctuate so much, easily five pounds in one day with water weight. Yeah. And so we're talking a lot about weight as being the metric of success to know if we're in a calorie deficit. But I think we've both seen where a a scale is not the best for progress over time. So if you're looking to slim down by summer, the weight is going to help you understand if you're in a calorie deficit. But what are some other ways to know if I'm really getting that slim down by summer look? That's a great question. And we actually covered this in depth in our first podcast. But to summarize what we talked about, it's measurements and progress photos. Those are going to tell you a far more accurate picture of whether you're in a deficit or not. We've talked about the calorie aspect of this. Um, how does our macro change dependent on how like we're, we have that 10% deficit? 
where does that deficit come? Am I taking a little bit of the macros from my protein, fats, and carbs? Should I just take it from one? Should I do it a low carb, low fat? Does it matter? It absolutely matters where you deduct your macros from. So you want your protein to stay the same always. It doesn't matter if you're in a deficit, a surplus, or uh, maintaining. Your protein should always be the same. But your carbs and your fat is where your calories are going to come from. And it doesn't matter which one, as long as you don't let your fat dip below 20%. Yeah. And I like that because it keeps protein the same. And that's one of the the most important macronutrients we try to push Mm -hmm. each and every week with our clients. Um, And the reason I like keeping protein the same, that's going to retain the muscle mass that you've built so long in the past, probably six months, year. Mm -hmm. So we want to retain that muscle to give us that shape, that summer shape that we're looking for. So we need that constant flow of protein to keep the muscles where they're at, keep our strength where they're at, while just kind of removing some of the the fat layers, which we can do from the carbohydrates. Absolutely. That's such a good point. And that's also why we don't want to deduct more than 10% from our calories over an extended period of time, because that you're at risk of losing more weight, which includes that muscle mass that we don't want to lose. Yeah. And that kind of goes into the next point, which is your workouts should relatively stay the same and your focus should still be on building muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to be building as much muscle in a deficit as we could in a surplus. But the main thing we want to focus on is continually increasing our strength as much as we can to retain the muscle while in a deficit. Yes. And you may not be able to increase your strength while in a deficit. There may come a point in a time where you're just maintaining and that's okay because the goal is to retain the muscle. Yeah. And which brings us to how you're feeling during those calorie deficit times. And usually you'll have a little bit more energy when you're in a surplus. You're able to push the weights a little bit more. By reducing the amount of energy coming in as a result of that calorie deficit, we may not have as much energy during those workouts, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's completely normal. It's completely <laughs> normal, and it's it's a way to just adjust that there's different stages, there's different seasons of life where you may not have as much energy, and that doesn't mean you're unhealthy. It just means that you don't have as much calories coming in, and mm-hmm. to push those workouts as much as you wanted to in the in those surplus times or in those maintenance times, it's going to be pulling from your reserves, which is what we want. But it does. It is at the expense of your energy levels sometimes, mm-hmm. which is why at some point you need to go back up to maintenance. And that's where you should spend most of your year at. Yeah. And so that may speak to one of the studies that we've talked about before is this Matador study. They had a group of people that went into their calorie deficit for a couple weeks, and then they came out of that calorie deficit back into a maintenance level for a week, and they just cycled back and forth. This allowed their energy level to stay high, allowed their metabolism to stay pretty high. They ended up burning the same amount of calories as the group that stayed in that calorie deficit the entire 16 weeks. So if you're worried about your energy levels dipping too much, maybe cycle between a calorie deficit and your maintenance levels. And what you'll end up finding is that your energy levels stay high with, and it also probably prevents that binge from coming Mm -hmm. up. 
Yeah, and I think that the good rule of thumb to take away from this study is that you can be in a deficit for as long as you feel good in it and you can maintain it and be adherent. And once you reach that point where you're like, okay, I'm not so sure, then go ahead and come out of it, like he said, as they did in the study, and then you can go back into it. Yeah. And so the third point we have, because we've talked about the exercise portion of building strength, still focus on strength building activities, but this may require you to walk more Mm -hmm. or some of this slow zone one, zone two aerobic activity to again, achieve that 10% calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to help bring, to increase your calorie deficit in a very natural, uh, very low stress kind of way. I love, love my long walks. And when I'm in a cutting period, then I do try to increase my steps a little bit, or I try to get on the stair climber and keep my heart rate in that zone two area. Yeah. And I I feel like this just the walking and zone one, zone two, which is just essentially just a very slow um, conversational pace that I can have this conversation that we're having right now and be walking or on a stair climber. And if I have to start mm-hmm. huffing and puffing a little bit, I'm probably going too fast. So it shouldn't be too aggressive. And but- it can be really helpful to wear a watch during this time because mm-hmm. It's it may be a lot slower than you think. And it also helps you gauge how well you've been sleeping and how well you're doing that day, because there are days you can go much faster than others in order to stay in that zone, too. Yeah. And and how your the stress is really built up is going to be reflected in that, where if Mm -hmm. you're holding on to a lot of stress, your heart rate is naturally going to be a little bit higher, Mm -hmm. which will affect your workouts and will affect how fast you can go. Which goes into our fourth point is having some type of mindfulness practice um, that could be journaling, could be meditation, because going through a calorie deficit is a mental journey. It is a journey where you're going to question your willpower. It's going to question your motivation because we do feel like we can do a lot of great things when we're in our surplus, when we have all the energy. (laughs) But when your energy starts going to be a little bit lower, it's tough. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of thinking through and unpacking some of the stress that comes with a calorie deficit, I feel like it's a good thing to think about when you're looking to slim down for summer. How have you found that your mindful this practice has helped you in your deficit since you've been doing a quick little one these past couple weeks? Yeah, so I've been in a little mini cut like I said before, I, for about six to nine months, I wanted to bulk up. I've gained a few pounds and I've, I've seen that through. Great. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I've seen it through some of the measurements that I've taken in like my chest, my thighs, my waist. Um, so I'm, I'm gaining muscle in the right areas. And now I would just wanted to go into a three, four week mini cut. And show it off. And show it off. Yeah. I mean, that's really <laughs> what we're building this for. Um, in addition to strength and health and long term and all that stuff. What I found is I really pride myself in my ability to really push the workouts and really adding on this extra strength. I've seen my strength numbers go up over the past six to nine months. And while my energy has gone down, I've started to get down on myself. I'm not able to do these things that I used to be able to do. Or I feel hungry more often. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm craving certain sweets. I'm craving certain things. Um, for me, I'm the, the salty guy. I, I want uh, crunch. I want the pretzels. I want those type of things handy. 
And when I go for them or when I think that I need them, I question my my willpower. I question, do I really have what it takes? And that's where going into some type of mindfulness practice will help you reset. Well, I knew the energy would be low and I knew as my energy goes down, I'm going to crave certain things. And this may be my body telling me that I'm going a little bit too fast. Maybe instead of that 10% calorie deficit, maybe I went to a 12 or 15. Um, maybe it's time for me to come out of that calorie deficit. But these are conversations that I can have with myself mm-hmm. as a result of this mindfulness practice that really helps translate into a good connection with my own really mindfulness and, and headspace. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, The last thing that we have is get a coach. (laughs) And we we say this jokingly because we do run a health coaching business. We have a lot of very successful clients who have wanted this exact goal and we've helped them achieve this exact goal. But we say get a coach because as you're having this kind of these kind of conversations that I'm not sure if I have the willpower, I'm not sure if I have the motivation Having someone that you can just talk to about it is very helpful. Super Um, helpful. And knowing like, should I push hard? Should I walk more or should I spend more time in the gym? Should I remove carbs or should I remove fats? These are the type of conversations that we can look at the metrics that you're sending us each and every week and quickly make that analysis to say, this is where we think we should go based on the decades of experience that we have. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're having trouble being adherent, then you have someone who is in your corner to help with the accountability and the support and help you to brainstorm some different ways that you can stay on track. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really what our goal has been since we started Pretty Healthy Family is we want to equip you with all the education that you need to be able to make these choices on your own over time. Mm-hmm. So the longer you work with us, the more you're essentially becoming a nutrition coach. You're becoming the fitness coach because we want to equip you with the knowledge. And then through your own experience, you can say, I've been in this situation before and this is how I remedied that solution. Mm-hmm. And after six months, nine months, a year, you can look at any situation that you've come to and think, Oh, I know how, I know what's really going on here and I know how to fix it. Mm-hmm. Because the last thing I want to do is have you go through this slim down by summer routine to have you gain it all back in the winter. And it's not that's really, not the, how, that's, that's not, not the goal that you wanted. Yeah. We, we'd rather see you have sustainable progress, sustainable success over five years, 10 years, 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. You should be able to walk away from, your time working with us and be able to apply everything you've learned to your own life to continue to reach your goals. And to be clear, like we said, the to slim down by summer, it's not for everyone. It's not going to work for everyone. Some people's goals are different in that they're. it's just not possible to have that result by summer. And some people just have farther to go in order to get their results. And it's not necessarily going to happen by summer. So I just want to make that clear because we are not your quick fix. We are the coaches you come to who you want a long-term sustainable solution. And we will do the best you can to help you reach your goals in the most sustainable way possible. Yeah. We're essentially trying to work ourselves out of a job with every (laughs) single client. Yes. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's good.
All right. Thanks for watching and listening. And we're excited to answer some of the questions in the next episode. Thanks so much. Stay pretty healthy. Stay pretty healthy. If you know you're ready to lose weight and build muscle while simultaneously improving your relationship with food, but would love some additional support, we're here to help you. We know that dieting too strictly for too long can slow your metabolism and we can help you restore it with our proven PHF method. We've helped hundreds of others reach their physique and health goals without having to give up the foods they love or constantly being on a diet. And we'd love to help you too. Fill out the obligation-free application in the show notes or at prettyhealthycoaching.com.